Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream, and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy, because God truth will set you free. John 832. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. Testing. Alright. <clears throat> I'm here finally. I was um Noticing that the microphone's unplugged, but I'd like to welcome everybody to the show. <clears throat> Thank God I can take that little part out uh, that we just missed. But once again, welcome to the Prophecy Zone. We are living in a time where the world's going to wake up and they're going to be totally taken off guard. It says in uh, Luke 21, I'll read that. Luke 21, verse 35 says, For as a snare shall it come upon all them that dwell upon the face of the earth. The it is judgment of God. And Many people are living today as if the world's going to continue on. I talk to people, my coworkers, and, um, you know, I kind of hint at the possibility of the Bible coming true and prophecy coming true. And people are oblivious to what's going on. But one day, as they eat and drink and marry and give away marriage and the cares of this life and drunkenness and overcharging of themselves with partying and going on vacation, they're going to wake up to a sudden surprise that this world is not going to continue on as normal. Just in the days of Noah, men were eating and drinking and giving in marriage. 
until the same day. And, and God makes sure he says the same day. The same day that it began to rain, or in Lot's case, the same day that the fire came down, judgment came. And it's a it's a hint that some people take it as a hint and some people take it as well, in general he means that judgment will begin. But a lot of people don't believe in a preacher of rapture. So how could how could the version of today's modern day lot or the version of today's modern day Noah escape if there is no preacher of rapture? But that's not what I'm here to talk about today, which technically I probably end up talking about it anyway. We are fast approaching the day that God was talking about we were going to be able to see. Now, for those people who say there's no date setting, for the sake of the show, I'm not going to do a date setting. I'm not even going to come close to it. But I will say this. The last feast was Pentecost, and that was the church being formed. That was the age of grace. And the next feast is the Feast of Trumpets, which many Christians believe that the Feast of Trumpets will be the rapture of the church. And there's many hints to this happening. The names of the Feast of Trumpets, and one of what I would focus on is the doors. The Bible says that you and Jesus said you would know when I'm at the door. When my when, when somebody comes to my house and they, they already call me and tell me they're on their way, I know when they're at the door when they knock. And it's very funny how <clears throat> When Jesus began to knock in Revelation chapter 3, one particular, 320, one particular church would not let him in. <clears throat> Excuse me. One particular church would not let him in. That's the church of the Sea. But as we move closer to the day, and we see the day approaching, we need to alarm our friends, alarm our family that Christ is coming. And see, we get so earthly-minded that we can't see any heavenly miracles or anything that will come outside of our imagination that God can actually create a rock that he can actually lift. And what I mean by that is people don't think God will take people out. They will vanish and because it's, it's beyond their imagination. They just don't see it happening. But I was reading before, I was actually watching the video before I came on here about the 25, oh, excuse me, um, Matthew's 25, about the 10 versions, 
five were wise, five were foolish. He was talking about, which I totally agree, he was talking about, the guy that made the video was talking about the five were wise because they believed that they not only submitted themselves to God, belonged to God, but they obeyed God. And remember, in um, I think Matthew 7, when it talks about building your uh, house upon sand and building your house upon a rock, the wise build a, rock, a house on a rock and the foolish build a house on sand. And see, they were not able to see. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, as you walk with the Lord daily, you picked up your cross of all of the Lord daily. You denied yourself daily. You believe that grace was not a license to sin, but grace was the power of God. And see, I like to add to that, which another another brother was talking about. He was saying that, and I'm not, I'm not. Trust me, I, I, I'm not logging people out on the show right now. At least not today. But when someone says that the Lord is coming back for His church at the end of the tribulation period. Versus someone who's saying that the Lord's coming back now, <clears throat> their heart is hooked to this earth. The people who believe that He's going to come back at the end of the tribulation, or He was saying that they wanted to prove themselves, and then they, they don't know that they actually have a works-based Christianity. So, in other words. When a person says, well, Jesus, what makes you think Jesus is going to just come and get you out of here? You're going to go through the tribulation just like everybody else is going to go through there. You, we, we need to purify. We need to be purified. But see, the thing that he did on the cross did not count, did it? It couldn't know. I thought he said it was finished on the cross. Kind of remind me of some of those people that say Jesus went down to hell and fought, fought the devil for you so much. Come on, man. Really? Now, he probably went down to hell and kicked the devil's butt, but it wasn't because of salvation. All salvation was done on the cross. And when he rose from the dead, <clears throat> the death, burial, and resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus Christ. And so we are looking for Christ to return on a particular designated time. Now, the church shouldn't be looking for anything because the church needs to be looking for Christ rather than the Antichrist. They should not be looking for anything other than Jesus Christ, but they're not. They're looking for the Antichrist. They're wondering if Barack Obama is the Antichrist. <clears throat> they're wondering if Pope is the Antichrist. I'm here to tell y'all, none of them are the Antichrist. Now, do I own the patents on, on, on Bible prophecy? No, I don't. But I can tell you this. Watch Syria. Watch Damascus. Once those two are taken out, once Damascus is taken out, the next leader of, of 
Syria will be the Antichrist. Now, do I know that for sure? No, not really. I got a really bad cough, so I'm not going to be on here too much longer. But you know what, folks? I truly believe Christ is coming back for his church pretty soon. And we need to be ready. <clears throat> we cannot just doodle around and think we're going to make it. We have to put our focus on the Lord. We have to ask him if there's anything else for us to be doing. But mostly we have to put our focus on the Lord, abiding in the Lord. I heard somebody talking about uh, that the Lord doesn't love everyone. Well, it says in uh, John 3.16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But you have to read the rest of the chapter, folks. And it was talking about in, in, in the book of Jude to stay in the love of God. So wait a minute here. <clears throat> People are being told today God doesn't love everyone, but it's telling you to stay in the love of God. What is, which is it? Well, I'll tell you what it is. The, the world don't love God. Just because the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, <clears throat> that don't mean the world loves him. But not everyone's going, not everyone's going to heaven. So we want to get that part straight. <clears throat> so we have to, not only to come to the Lord and turn from our sins, because he gives us the power of God to turn from our sins. So people, there's false doctrine going on saying that we don't have to turn from anything. Right away, doctor, doctor, my arm hurts when I do like that. Well, don't do like that. Then. Right away, <laughs> you should automatically figure out that, hey, if they want me to stay in my sin, what's the difference? From the time, didn't the Bible say he wanted me to be new creature? creature? All things have passed away. Yeah, we're gonna, you can struggle. It's not against the law to struggle. It's not against God to struggle. But it's against, it's against God when you deny the power thereof. You deny that God can free you. Who the, man, who the, who the, who the, God, who the Lord sets free is free indeed. God will set you free if you trust in the Lord to set you free from alcoholism, from sexual addiction, from anything. He can, He will set you free. But when he gave that parable of, he said, if, if, if a man, he said, uh, if you're willing to cut off your right hand or, you, or poke out your right eye, if it causes you to sin, if your right eye causes you to sin, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. That's that's priority. It's a priority. You have to have a priority. You have to say, see, see the world, the new church that we have today, they don't have that priority. They they think that you can stay in your sins. It says in Romans chapter 6, should I sin that grace may abound? In other words, should I keep sinning that God's, God will forgive me? He's, his grace is sufficient for everything that I do. 
That's why homosexuals think they're going to have it. Like Christian homosexuals, it's an oxymoron. There's no such thing. There's a such thing as a repentant person who used to be a homosexual who would go to heaven, or there's a such thing as a person who, who used to be an alcoholic like myself or, or, you know, looked at porn and for the most part was just lustful in body and mind, and God freed me from those things. But you have to understand what God is freeing you from, and do you have to be free? You have to understand that you have to be free from that stuff before you enter heaven. You have to be overcomer. You have to want to leave it alone. You have to want to leave that stuff alone. Now, if God is going to come and Jesus is going to come back like I think he is, we're days away from this, folks. Get mad if you want. You say, well, you're a date setter because you talk about Rosh Hashanah. I, I've been talking, I believe Rosh Hashanah, I believe Feast of Trumpets for years. I know it will be one year. I wouldn't go on the radio show and say too much about it. You notice that if you look at my archives, I didn't talk about Feast of Trumpets. You know why? Because I didn't want people to think they they can do what they want to do. Even if I knew particular particular day and hour, I wouldn't say it. Because people are party like it's 1999, and then they're going to try to go in or in after that. No, God didn't want us to do that. You know what the you know what Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets is? Those are God's feasts. Those seven feasts are His: Pentecost, First Fruits, Unleavened Bread, Passover. Those are His feasts. Feast of Trumpets, Yom Kippur, Tabernacles. The seven feasts, those are his feasts. We have three feasts left in the fall. We got one next week. God is a forgiving God. He loves you very much. But he loves you so much that he's not going to leave you the way he found you. How is the world going to know that you belong to him if he's still doing the things the world is doing? Are you still doing your old things? God wants to let you walk in relevance to his word. We must worship God in spirit and in truth. You know, there's no private interpretation of, this, of Christianity. In other words, either the great super gracers got it or, or the people who say you, that God wants you to obey him. The Bible speaks all over the place about obeying the Lord. But, yes, the grace, he, he, he's merciful. He will take you back even if you fail sometimes. But the thing is you can't remain in your failure. God is not going to let you remain in your failure. He doesn't want you to remain in your failure. You want to be overcomer before he comes back. Even if, it's, even if you knew Jesus, you see the day approaching. You know, if you, if you, just think about this for a minute. I'm, I keep sort of like going back and forth, but think about this for a minute. If you can see the day approaching, <clears throat> um, I'm going to extend this show just a few more minutes because, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I don't even know where my, um, hold on for a second, let me see my studio. So I'm going to extend it. I think I've already extended it, so i got 22 minutes. So uh, <clears throat> I know in Hebrews, it talks about you can see the day coming. What day? 
You can see the day of the Lord coming. You can see the day that Jesus Christ is going to return. You can see it. You know it's coming. You might not. Some people don't know the exact day. Well, I'm just joking when I say that. I'm trying to be funny. Some people don't know the the time frame, the general bigger scope of the time frame. But people can see that the, uh, uh, Jesus is going to come back. Something's going to happen. People can see that. Rosh Hashanah, Feast of Trumpets, you can see the day approaching. You can see it over the hill. Matter of fact, Russia is really going in. Matter of fact, that's the big news for right now. Russia is really going into uh, <clears throat> uh, Syria. And I told my wife this a long time ago, and she can't deny it. Can't nobody deny it. I told my my audience that that Russia will have to find a they can, in order to have Ezekiel thirty eight thirty nine, which is a, a invasion of Israel in the latter days. And it's nine nations I think will will do this. You have to have a launching pad. And I, I didn't think Turkey was going to be the place, even though Turkey is one of the nations. But what I do believe will happen in the next couple of days is watch Damascus. Watch Damascus, Syria, and watch the nations of the immediate ring, which one of my uh, hosts, one of my guest hosts, or one of my guests was talking about uh, Psalms 83. And that can happen. That can very much happen because, you know, on the 15th, France is going to announce <clears throat> that they would like to sponsor a Palestinian state. Remember the George Bush Palestinian state that he talked about in 2009? He wanted to try to accomplish that. That was five, six years ago, folks. But <clears throat> they're coming to a a consensus that they want to see a Palestinian state, and the Pope was the one that, that put that to the floor. And I, sometimes I think the Pope has a lot more pull than people think. But I believe that the Antichrist is the next leader of Syria. I don't believe he is Barack Obama or the Pope of Rome. But you have to have somebody sitting there to initiate all this stuff. Now, what can also happen is after Psalms 83 war, before the 23rd, of, of, before Yom Kippur, there can be a uh, agreement, a peace agreement, but it won't have a time on it. And then to give Israel, and probably part of that peace agreement is to tear down their walls. In, in, in Ezekiel 38 and 39, it says, without bars or gates, <coughs> or fences, or whatever the heck it is called, they probably end up tearing them down. You can tear those walls down for a matter of days, kind of like the Berlin Wall. <coughs> Be on TV and all this other stuff, and then. The rapture of the church already happened, but they they got a peace agreement and total destruction comes upon them. Ezekiel thirty eight thirty nine plus other things are going on. He says in, in Ezekiel thirty eight thirty nine he should send fire upon the coastlands. There's a lot of things going on, folks. There's a list of thirty three things, which I think is more, a lot bigger than that by now. I mean, heck, man, we got Russia really mounting up militarily. I think they're going to send their uh, Israel's probably going to do the first strike. They see it happening. They see Russia in there. They're gonna they're gonna knock out Damascus, <clears throat> but I never thought it'd be because of Russia. 
So, yeah, Jesus is coming. He's coming back for a church without spot or blemish, mostly for those who are living, practicing holiness. Not not perfect, but practicing holiness in heart. They understand that the power of God is the one that gives them the power to live this holy life. Um, the blood moon, the last blood moon on the 28th. And they have a blood moon, uh, not a blood moon, but an <coughs> a, a eclipse <coughs> on September 13th. Heck, this for, I have to, a lot of you men out there are going to have to be really careful because uh, your football team is playing this week, the first game of the year. Make sure you're not totally absorbed in that stuff because the rapture still can happen then. I'm just being funny, but, yeah, it's, I mean, we have to figure out, you know, where where's our where's our uh, home at? I mean, where's where's our where's our heart at? You know, I'm gonna watch the game. I mean, if I if the, if the game comes on TV, I like football. But the thing is, I have to come to a realization that the Lord is is number one in my life, and when I'm, He's number one in my life, I become a good you know husband, a good father. And these things, you know, come quicker than anything. But I've been wanting to do a show for a, for a minute because uh, <clears throat> of what, what's happening. I'll probably do a show when I get home from work tomorrow. You know, I just believe that this is the time that we should be telling people the truth. I'm going to do one on the gospel of Jesus Christ because that's the most important thing. We're to make disciples. And I think we, a lot of us have missed that point that we needed to be making disciples just as much as we needed to be a watchman on the wall. <clears throat> but the power of God, just remember that. The power of God, keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your heart on the Lord. It's easy to say, keep your eyes on the Lord, but keep your heart on the Lord. The affections that you had when you was a kid for a girl or a guy that you you had at school or the affections you had for, you know, something you really wanted to do is very important because it's the same as, if, if not more, affection for the Lord constantly. Seeking the Lord. Seek his face. Pray to the Lord, especially if you know he's coming back. <clears throat> yes, I do see the day approaching. I see things happening. <clears throat> can we be wrong? Uh, if we're wrong, we have to kick the can down the road another seven years. So Jesus will have to come back 2015, 22, 29, and 33. Well, 36, I think it is. <clears throat> Sorry about that. But, um, does he have to do it? No, God doesn't have to do anything. He's God. He's sovereign. But he's going to stick to the pattern. He's going to stick to what he put in the Bible. And where Sir Isaac Newton took, um, he took, uh, excuse me, I'm trying to walk and chew gum at the same time. But he took uh, the time that Israel took back Jerusalem in seven uh, June 7th, 2000, uh, 1967, <clears throat> I can't get off that 2015 for the life of me, but 1967, and you add 49 years exactly, you come out to uh, 
Yom Kippur, which is 9-23-2015. Now, you can add 17,640 days to that, or you can add 2,520 weeks, and you're going to come out to Yom Kippur this year, and that's 9-23-2015. You can't make that up. So, uh, Sir Isaac Newton figured out that uh, in Daniel chapter 9, verse 24 to 27, it talks about in the Messiah should be cut off after 62 weeks. What is the other seven times seven or 49 years? And, and I didn't see that up until Firecharger had a video. And then I finally saw it. And I put it on. I did the same thing what he did on his video, and it came out. Yeah, exactly to the day. <clears throat> now, I still do, like I said earlier, believe that from nine twenty three twenty eight, there's going to be a lot of things happening to the world, and I and I do believe that <clears throat> the twenty first will probably be some type of interim peace agreement. Could be. It's the day of peace, and then they have a week of peace. So, yeah, there's going to be some patterns. I was watching, um, I think the movie's called Apocalypse or something. I'll, get, I, I'll let y'all know later, but anyway, pretty good movie, Follow Suit. And some of the movies, like Left Behind, follows suit. And people poke fun of Left Behind and made jokes of it, but some ways left behind is probably going to come out accurate. You know, some ways it's going to come out accurate. Some of it's kind of corny, but yeah, for the most part, yeah, those movies are going to come in handy, especially if somebody download those movies and, and burn them. <clears throat> I'm going to try to burn some videos if I can if I can find how I can do it. I think I can do it on my computer. I have. I'm going to leave it around the house, probably leave it in the box. Call it prophecy videos, but yeah, let go of this world, y'all. Let go of this world. This world has nothing for y'all. I mean, I can go another twenty years if it, if the world was like when I first moved into this house. That was two thousand eight. You know, now man, they arrest this lady. What's her name? Kim Davis. That that folks. That's coming here. That's they they getting you ready for that. They they getting you ready. There's ladies, ladies uh, couples getting arrested or having to pay a fine for making a cake, the denying to make the cake for a homosexual couple. I mean, you got a judge who's denying uh, marrying uh, heterosexuals. I mean, the war, when they done with that, when God's done with the strong delusion, and people will be so deluded that they're going to start hating Christians. This is a matter of time. People already hate Christians anyway. They just don't know it. So, yeah, we have war on the streets. We're going to have total breakdown of society. <coughs> I think the, uh, something can happen between now and, and, and Sunday. But I wouldn't be surprised if nothing happened until the 15th. But I wouldn't be surprised if something happened tomorrow or the next day or the next day. But they're setting the safe stage for Bible prophecy to be fulfilled, and it's coming quickly. 
to a, a place near you. And like I say, in here in Spokane, Washington, or Airway Heights, Washington, it's pretty sunny outside. So I take him when I drop my kids off that day. <clears throat> it's going to be nice and sunny outside. And, and I feel sorry for some of them teachers, especially the, te- the ones who teach in kindergarten, their whole room will be gone. They have to search for their whole room. I mean, <laughs> they better let that lady go home. Or that go, oh, man, whoever's a teacher is. They better let them go home because they're going to be crazy. I mean, I ain't trying to be mean or nothing. We need to pray for people who's going to be left behind. But some of these parents, these moms, I feel bad for people right now. I wish they would get saved before they so they can be with their kids. That's not what you're going to get saved for. You're going to get saved to be with Jesus. But you know what I mean. Time is Time is fast approaching, folks. Are you ready? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Are you following the masses? Are you following the sheep over the cliff? Do you believe one save always save? Technically, one save always save is correct, but it's according to God's foreknowledge, not ours. So are you saying there's no such thing as one save always save? If I can get saved and, be, and then say, well, I can just go become a drag queen after that, <clears throat> put some nice lead fingernails on and everything, why go to church? <clears throat> Burn out your Bibles if, if I can become a drag queen right after I get saved. Uh, and I calculate it, too, presumptuously. So, oh, I'm just going to go rob a bank after I get saved. Like you said, well, you probably wouldn't save anyway. So why would you tell somebody that they could be one save or save? Doesn't make any sense. I I do believe in one save or save, but according to God's knowledge, He'd never lose any of them according to His knowledge. They're not according to ours. We can we can be good fruit inspectors. We look at people's lives and say, "Oh, you got dirty fruit. You need to straighten out." But see. God wants us to have a right, uh, live a holy life, be holy for I'm holy, to practice righteousness, to live our lives into pleasing to God, not pleasing to ourselves. So a lot of people want to not lose their life for his sake. They want to gain their life. A lot of people don't want to deny themselves. They want to, you know, fornicate. They want to, you know, overeat, overdrink, oversleep, over, you know, everything. And then they want to claim themselves to be Christians. They're not. If you're not living for Christ fully, fully, full heart, you're not born again. When he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, that's what he meant. So we need to get ready. I mean, heck, they don't even practice nuclear drills anymore at schools. Yeah, them people ain't going to know what to do. I know the elementary kid. My kid just came up to me yesterday, and he says, "I want to, I want to, I want to get saved." I said, "Oh, cool." And I told him, "I said, yeah, you're gonna let's play." But my son is going on 13 years old. He'll be 13 in October, and I told him, "I said, if you disappear, if you vanish, it's gonna be. I mean, you might not have preached to anybody, but if you vanish, they're gonna ask why." 
and then that's going to help them kids become born again and saved. <clears throat> it's going to cost them their lives. You know, I'm not even assuming my seven-year-olds. I'm talking to him. I'm going to pray with him just in case. I know he's under the age of accountability. And my 12-year-old might be too. I don't know. But I want to make sure. I want no surprises. Where is he at? You know, you ain't like you in the airport. You can say, okay, let's go back and get him. You know, call the police. You can't. Once you're up in heaven, it's done. But I, 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 I believe in once. I mean, what am I talking about? I believe the age of accountability. I believe that the age of accountability is 12 years old and under, but for some it could be 14. For some it could be 9. This depends on what your advancement is. I don't know. There's a lot of things I don't know. And one thing I can agree with Joe Osteen is he don't know anything. But I like what he's saying. Sometimes you don't know. I don't like Joe, Joe Osteen, so don't write it to me. He's a false prophet. I was making a point on you being funny. And yeah, he said, one of my, one of my questions is, one of my answers is, I have my favorite answers, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know the gospel either. You need to go learn it. I mean, heck, you got millions and millions and millions of followers. That's got to hurt, man. Find out you you a chicken with your head cut off and don't even know. Blind leading the blind. Come on, man. Yeah, he's going to have to get saved. He's going to play it in his own movie. T.D. Jakes. I saw T.D. Jakes on, uh, on uh, <clears throat> Left Behind. What you did see is the church just was gone. You know me gone? I hope. The Laodicean church, you led them astray. I would like to see all those pastors get saved. I would see, like to see Crestle Dollar get saved. Do you mean he's not saved? No, he's not. Come on, man. <clears throat> you know, I like um, I like Jim Baker. But if y'all watch Jim Baker, just watch just watch the first 15 to 30 minutes and see if he mentions Jesus. See if he even come up. I mean, I'm pretty sure he does. I mean, some shows he does. But I have a problem with, and I like the show, so well, why watch it? You know, why are you watch it for? Because I like Jim Baker. But the problem with it is, is, is only his guests bring up Jesus or his guests say, you need to be spiritually right. But he never says that. He just says, buy my food. Now, if it's the same thing he's been doing since. I like, like I said, I like Jim Baker. Don't get me wrong. But is he is he just in it to sell food? Because that's what post-tribbing will do to you. It'll make you forget salvation and prepare, just prepare. Yeah, they're right. A fool will see the danger coming and not prepare. But I think that he needs to be, in, the most important thing is somebody's soul. And then I heard the one guy on there, you, you, there what makes you think you're going to get a wrist out of here and cush, you know, watch it out of here with his African people and his suffering? I mean, come on, man. Wait until that day. Do you think they, you, I mean, some of y'all probably say, well, they're still going to. No, they're not. They're not looking for Jesus Christ. They're looking for the Antichrist. So you're going to give them what they want. Give the people what they want. That's what he's going to do. Give the people what they want. They're going to get the Antichrist. 
So I thank you all for listening to the show. If you don't know Jesus, ask him to come into your heart, and, and, and he will save you, but you have to follow Jesus daily on a daily basis and, and live for the Lord for the rest of your life. I mean, whatever short time we have here, that you belong to Christ. Once you say that prayer, you belong to Christ. That means he wants you to live a, a holy life through the power of God. So, you know, say that prayer and ask him to come to your life and your heart and, and lead you. And, and ask him to, to find you worthy to escape. Watch and pray. <clears throat> I love y'all out there. and Thank you for listening to the show. I'm be doing some other shows to... to get us ready for the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and um, we're going to stand in front of God to give an account for our lives. So we find everything that you need to repent for and find everything that you need to say you're sorry for and do it. It's still gonna, some of the people say, well, some of the, a lot of the sins are going to come up. And I hope he's right. I hope they're right. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't test it. The Lord has come back soon, folks. God bless y'all. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on The Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus.